Welcome to The Christian Contrast, where we talk about how walking with Jesus leads us to live differently than the world around us. Um, And this is going to be a little bit of a different episode. Uh, The the title of this episode is Read More, Read Better. And I want to talk about why we should read more and why we should read better. And really, the bigger picture of where this is all coming from is for us all to take a look at who and what is influencing us in our lives. What, What is the input that we're receiving? Um, It's funny that we live in an age where sort of a job that's out there is being an influencer, being a YouTube influencer or a fashion influencer or an Instagram influencer, Um, because the fact is we all are influenced by people. And sometimes they're just the people directly in our circles who we actually know and have relationships with. And sometimes it's the voices that we're listening to on podcasts and in sermons and in videos and the books that we're reading. So I I am going to end up focusing a bit more on books and on actual reading, but much more broadly, what we're just talking about here is who are we allowing to help shape our view of reality? Who are we uh, allowing to help us normalize things in life? Um, And scripture has something to say about this for us. I'll just read a couple of passages. Proverbs 13, 20. Proverbs is always great for just some practical wisdom. It says this, Walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion of fools suffers harm. You want to be a person who's wise? Walk with wise people. And this is one of the reasons why it's so important to be a part of a church family. And I'm like, all right, you got to be in a life group and you got to be in a Bible study and you've got to be around people who are walking wisely and you want to be around them because that rubs off on you. That helps to show you the way. This is also something to be said for listening to wise people through sermons and podcasts, reading wise people through their writings and through writings about them. Um, just to reinforce this, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33 says, Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. And I know this feels like a verse that parents say to teenagers, like, hey, be careful about who your friends. And it's broadly applicable in that way. But if you would read 1 Corinthians 15 and get to this verse, you'd realize it's talking about doctrine. It's talking about beliefs. It's talking about ideas. It's not talking primarily about like, hey, you're hanging out with kids who smoke. You're going to start smoking. It's talking about you're spending time around false teachers. You're going to start believing things that aren't true, and that's going to make an impact on you. Um, In in fact, the pastoral letters in the New Testament, 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy, and Titus, um, they talk a lot about something that's usually translated as sound teaching or sound doctrine. And that word sound has it in the Greek, it has a connection to the idea of being healthy. Healthy living flows out of healthy doctrine. And that's true in the pastoral letters that they're constantly equating the idea of behavior with the sound teaching. In fact, Titus in chapter two, verse one of the the letter to Titus, Paul says, you, however, must teach what is appropriate to sound doctrine. And the reason this is striking is what he goes on then to talk about for like the next nine verses is behavior. Talks about, all right, this is how the older men should be behaving. This is how the older women should be behaving, the younger women, the younger men. He talks about our behavior flowing out and being an expression of sound doctrine. So what we believe, what we take in, what we allow to in allowed to influence us has a big impact on us. And and I think that the reason why this is so vital for us to talk about is because we are being influenced whether we realize it or not. Um, The things that we watch and the things that we listen to and the things that we take in have an influence, at least partially, in sort of normalizing reality to us. 
Um, and we know th this can happen in something as simple as movies and TV shows that we take in. Um, if you're watching movies and TV shows, and, and if you're a man, and in the movies and TV shows constantly sort of the depiction of the husband is that he's a guy who sort of is trying to do the minimum of what he has to do and still have his family happy with him, but he's always sort of trying to get away for, with stuff and trying to get out of work, and he's a lovable guy. Um, as a man, you can sort of start to think like, well, that that's just, that's normal male behavior. That That's just, hey, I'm doing that, but that's just what guys do. And if you're watching that same kind of show or that same kind of movie and the wife is just constantly disrespecting and just mad at her husband and just constantly slighting him. Um, as a woman, you could start to feel like, well, yeah, that, that's just kind of what you do in marriage. That's just kind of what you do. You know, like he's constantly trying to get away with stuff and just not have to put any work. And she's constantly exasperated and complaining about him. And, and that's just normal. Well, no, it's not like that. That's not healthy at all. But what we take in normalizes things for us. It normalizes it, it. Depending on what we're taking in, we may end up drawing conclusions that are wildly unbiblical. We may end up just saying, like, hey, porn, not that big a deal. All guys just kind of do it. Not, not that big a thing. That's the way it's depicted in popular culture. We might start to think about sex before marriage. I, I get when I do premarital, it's weird to talk about people, uh, to talk to people about sex before marriage being wrong because the culture has gone so far away on this that it's it's hard to normalize that again. So the, there are things around us influencing us. And also, I think one of the other challenges is just that we have a harder time discerning who we should be listening to. Now, to a certain degree, that's always true. Um, we always have to be careful. Jesus warned about this with the, the whole idea of a tree and its fruit. That's not primarily about all of us and our actions um, sort of showing what's going on on the inside. It's largely about teachers and about false teachers, and they will be known by their fruit, by the results of their teaching. Um, so, so this is something that's been warned about, but right now with all of the information that we have access to, we need to be especially careful. And there's good and bad about this. Um, I think about this as a pastor because it's like, all right, there was a time where um, to be a pastor, there would have been certain things that you would just need. You would need a certain amount of training or you would need a recommendation um, from your denomination or you would need to be ordained by somebody to, to come and to work as a pastor. And now at many churches, including a church like ours, we don't really have all of those hoops to jump through. Um, some of us have gone through seminary. Some of us have not gone through seminary. Some of us have more formal training. Some of us have less formal training. Um, some of us are, are, are ordained and some of us are not. And so it's weird to be in this place where there's a part of it where it's like, all right, it's good because maybe there's fewer humps to, uh, or hoops to jump through and, and that can be a positive thing. But it also can be weird because we can end up in this situation where we're listening to people and it's legit to ask like, why, why should I be listening to this person? Do they have any level of expertise? Are they somebody that's just self-publishing a book or self-publishing on YouTube and they're out there and they seem legit because they're good at making videos? Should I listen to these people? And so actually one of the things that I wanna talk about before I, I get into the whole idea of what I wanna recommend that we do as far as reading is to say we have launched an LBF Church resource page. And this is something I, I've been excited about, we've been building towards for a while because we've talked a lot in the recent years about how we want to be very purposeful about building a biblical worldview um, within ourselves and within our church. And so as one of the elements of it, we've looked at it and said, we're not a denominational church, 
So we can't even just say like, hey, people in our denomination, listen to them and, and read their books. Um, we're also pretty independent. And so we don't have a lot of tie-ins to other churches or communities of believers. We're friendly with some, but uh, if somebody as a part of LBF Church was just saying, well, well, who else should I read? They might just end up going into the Christian bookstore or going to Amazon and searching for things, and they'd find some stuff that's great, and they'd find some stuff that's not so great. So we as a church have said, you know, we need to be more helpful in this. We are not the end all, so you don't have to take our recommendations as the end all, but we want to be more helpful. And so we've launched a resource page. We're going to link to it in the um, in the description of this video so that you can go and check it out and see books that we're recommending, podcasts that we're recommending, other resources on, on a variety of subjects just to be able to help with that, just to say, all right, let, let's let's give us that there's negative rabbit holes and there's positive rabbit holes. So it's like, all right, if if you start reading one good solid author, he may be quoting some others and then you'll go check them out. And then you'll see the authors that they're quoting, or you'll see the recommendations on the back of the book. And you'll get into this positive rabbit hole of just, gosh, I'm going down and I'm being exposed to all this great content. Um, or you can end up in a negative rabbit hole where you end up sort of delving into something that's maybe not totally on the up and up and then you keep going further and further and further away from truth and from solid doctrine so i am excited about our resource page i hope that you check it out but what i want to do now just for the rest of this episode um, is give four thoughts on reading and uh i will broaden it out to say all right i'm i'm talking about reading and I do think that there are some advantages to reading as opposed to listening to audiobooks, but broadly, this is applicable to audiobooks too. I'm not anti-audiobook. I'm, I'm listening to one right now. I, I think that they are helpful. I do think that there's something more engaging about actually sitting down and reading, but, but you can apply this more broadly just to what we're taking in. So four statements to make about how I want to encourage us in the area of reading. And the first is this, um, lean in to reading decide to read more. Um, I, I know a lot of people that will just say, I'm just not a reader. And I get it to a degree that, that there's gonna be some people where it's just a hobby. It's just, you are just into reading. And, and maybe a parallel to this would be something like exercise, where it's like, man, there's some people that they are just, you know, they're gym rats, or they're always training for another 5K or 10K or a marathon, or they're just really into fitness. And it's like, all right, not everybody has to be into fitness as their hobby. But I think it's wise for us all to say, well, how do we live a healthy lifestyle and have an active lifestyle? So maybe that's a parallel to this. I, I'm not saying reading has to be everybody's favorite hobby and you're just putting down book after book after book. But I don't think it's wise for us just to say, I, I just don't read. I'm just not a reader. Um, so what I want to say is, first of all, lean in do things that are difficult that bear fruit in your life. So you're not necessarily gonna go from just, all right, I, I don't really read very much to I'm gonna read 50 books this year. Don't worry about that, but maybe look at this as just take a next step. Maybe look at the LBF Church resource page, look at our top 10 recommendations of books that really sort of align with where we're coming from. Choose one of them and say, I'm just gonna start here. Or I'm just gonna make my way through this list. Read more, we need positive impact. Uh, positive input. And also I'll just say this, um, I don't think that it's doing good things for our brains that we do a lot more watching and listening and a lot less reading. 
Reading engages our brains in a way that these others don't. It is more active than these other passive activities. So just even generally for, for the, the goodness of keeping a sharp mind, decide to lean into reading. You, you don't have to make it your main hobby, but I, I want to invite you, lean in, take in more input. So that's number one, lean into reading. Number two is read with purpose. Um, that I remember back when when I was a youth pastor um, was when the Harry Potter books were craze, and uh, and one of the things that I would hear a lot from people is they'd say, you know, um, m- maybe I don't think these books are the best, or maybe I don't think these books are necessarily really well written, but I'm glad that these books have kids reading. And it was weird because there was a part of it where I could get where I was like, yeah, um, it, it it all depends where it leads. Is this going to be the only thing they ever read? Or are they going to get into reading? Um, but, but the point of bringing that up is just to say, not all reading is created equal. Um, there are some people that, man, they are putting down book after book after book, and it's fun and it's nice, and there's not anything wrong with it, but it's not necessarily bringing great fruit in their lives. So I'll just say, man, I read fiction and I read nonfiction. And some of the fiction that I read, like it's, it's, it's just like, you know, eating candy. It's, it's not this deeply purposeful thing. It's, it's just enjoyable to read. But a lot of what I read has significant purpose. And so read books that are going to build you up. Read books that are going to help you know the Bible better. And, and I know maybe even some of you right now with all this talk about reading, you're like, well, well we need to be reading the Bible. A hundred percent. Even if we are people of many books, we're ultimately people of one book. And so the Bible should be primary in what we're doing. So start there. A hundred percent. But these other books that we read can help us understand the Bible. The idea that some of us have as evangelicals, that it's like, well, it's just me and the Bible and the Holy Spirit, and I'll figure it out. Man, avail yourself of the people who have gone before us and who have gone to great education and gone to great lengths to help us understand the Bible. You are not meant to understand the Bible by just you alone with the Holy Spirit reading the Bible. You're meant to understand it in the community of believers helping you grow in it. So read with purpose. Don't just say, well, I'm going to pick up a book and read. Look through and say, what is a subject that I could read more about that would help me in my Christian life? Or what's a subject I could read more about that would help me become a better husband, a better wife, a better mom, a better dad, a a better church member, help me understand my spiritual gifts more, or cultivate something more in an area of growth that I need right now? Read with purpose. So that's number two, read with purpose. Number three is read with discernment. And that does really play into what I'm talking about with our LBF Church resource page, which is not the end all. But man, sometimes we can read stuff and we can be putting in the effort to read it and it's just not gonna bear fruit in our lives. And so I, I wanna make the recommendation if, if you feel like I kind of don't know where to start in being discerning with what's good and what's bad. Um, if you're a part of our church community, I just want to humbly say, I think that you should look at the LBF Church resource page, take your cues from that for now. Um, there will be some that you'll like. There might be some that you say, I don't know if this is as good as you guys are saying. It, it's a starting point. And it's a starting point to then learn about other ways to go deeper with other books and with other authors. So read with discernment. And when you are reading, even something that we recommend or something that seems like it's well-recommended, um, Read it recognizing that even the best book, apart from the Bible, even the best book that you read is still something that you need to read in light of saying, I'm willing to agree or disagree based on what the Bible says. So read with discernment. And finally, the the fourth one that I'll say is read old books. 
um, not exclusively old books. And some of you, even when you look on the LBF Church resource page, you might be like, there's not tons of old books on here. And that's true. And that's something that as we continue to build the page, we're gonna add more of in there because sometimes newer books can be helpful because they can sort of be a bridge. They can make some concepts more accessible to us because they're writing in our time, in our era, you know, in our culture. Um, make sure to mix in some older books. And, and you might just say, all right, you know, a hundred years ago. Like we'll, we'll just kind of go with that. And so, you know, it, we're, we're not quite into like the, you know, G.K. Chesterton, C.S. Lewis range, you know, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, we're, we're starting to get into some of that. And then just to even keep going before that. And you, you might start to encounter people like Martin Luther and John Calvin, and you, you go before that and you start to encounter Augustine. And so read old books as part of your diet, partly because we get excited about what's new. And so sometimes there's a new book and everybody's pumped up about it and everybody's talking about it. And in five years, nobody's even gonna remember that it's written. The old books that we know about, we know about because they have continued to impact Christians over the centuries. So we are wise if we avail ourselves, not just of good books, not just of Christian books, not just of purposeful books where we've used discernment, but where we avail ourselves of old books that have continued to show themselves to be helpful to Christians over the centuries. Um, so lean into reading, read with purpose, read with discernment, and read old books as part of your diet. Again, the big picture of this is what are we taking in? Um, and I'm not saying, man, you gotta you gotta cancel your Netflix subscription. You gotta get off all of this stuff. You gotta stop, you know, looking at YouTube. But if you are gonna continue to have influences like that as a part of your life, you need to saturate yourself with solid influences. Podcasts, books, videos that are gonna shape your worldview so that you're able to see those other things through the grid of walking with Jesus and not start to have the drift of normalizing things that God would never want us to normalize. Um, I really hope you do. I know I've mentioned it several times. I really hope you do check out our new resource page. It's gonna be very helpful as we continue to look to walk towards a biblical worldview as a church, or if you're not part of our church, just as a believer who's out there. Um, I look forward to getting to hear any comments or feedback that you have on this, any recommendations or any questions that you have on the things that I've talked about. Um, we put out episodes of The Christian Contrast every two weeks. And so we also invite interaction. And so whether you find these videos just on our Life Bible Fellowship Church website, lbf.church, or if you find it on YouTube, on our YouTube channel, you can go back and find other episodes that we've done on The Christian Contrast. And you can take those in, hopefully as good content to supplement your life and also as things that you can engage with. Um, so we'll be back in two weeks with another episode. Until then, thanks so much for taking the time to listen to The Christian Contrast.